0: Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 14th day of March. I'm your host, Paul White. I want to remind you of two things. One, this Friday night, Chapin, South Carolina, our monthly meeting is a week earlier than usual. If you're in the Chapin, that's Columbia, South Carolina area, come see us. 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, we begin the service with our friends there. That leads me to the second point, which is the reason why we're doing it on the third weekend is because we're... I'm heading to Israel next weekend, which means that we will not have our Tuesday evening Bible study in Flowery Branch, Georgia, for the last two Tuesdays of the month of March. Always encourage you to check the the online calendar if you're making the trip in anyway, but if you're planning on making it this time, please Put a pause on that. Come see us in April. We'll be back at it. Uh, We're taking those two weeks to go and take our first ever tour of the Holy Lands. And I'm very excited. Natasha and I are thrilled to get this opportunity. And uh, so we will not have those Tuesdays the next two weeks. And why that's significant for our podcast audience is because, of course, we put the audio of the Tuesday evening up on Wednesday. So there's always two drops on Wednesday there's the DDP. And there's the full-length study, which lately has been studies in Ephesians. So we will skip those for a couple of weeks. and I might put up a a short video, which will then, of course, be released to audio, explaining to the audience what we do because not everybody listens to the DDP. Some people just listen to the long sermons, and so they wouldn't know what was going on if they didn't hear it straight from me. So we might put that up next week, but just as a reminder... Things are going to change for just a little bit. Of course, I'm working out way ahead in trying to get ready for for this trip, and so uh, it's several weeks uh, ago in my life. Whenever this thing airs, I'm I'm, I'm doing these weeks in advance, and so um, just know that the DDP will, will air. That's my point. We're, we'll keep the DDP keeps going the whole time we're gone. We just pre-recorded them. And then when we get back, we'll have a bunch of stuff to tell you. And my hope is, if it goes the way I hope it goes, we'll be able to shoot little videos while we're there. I'm going to try to assemble all of those, and we may make that a weekend release after we get back. All right, Mark chapter 5. I apologize for the breaking up your Tuesday here with a few announcements, but a couple of things I just wanted to say. Make sure we, everybody, I said it at least once so people would know. Um, Mark chapter 5. The gathering demoniac, he's living night and day in the mountains in the tombs. He's crying out. He's cutting himself. So he's doing self-harm. There's an element of all of this chaos that's in his mind that's led him into isolation that has also led to self-harm. Look at verse 6 and 7. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, "'What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God?' I implore you, or I adjure you, I beg you, by God that you do not torment me. Now, the thing that stands out to me is the contrast between what the man does in 6 and what the man says in 7. You see, in 6, he sees Jesus a long way off. He runs to Jesus, and he worships Jesus. But then in 7, he cries with a loud voice and says, Don't mess with me. What am I? What do I have to do with you? So it is a lot of his senses at work his sight, uh, his action. He has worship and then he speaks. So his faculties are working, but he seems to be working against himself. He runs to Jesus, he falls down and worships Jesus, and yet when he opens his mouth, he asked Jesus to leave him alone, and you don't run to someone to worship them and then beg them to leave you alone. And so it seems that the young man, the, the, the story is trying to show us that there's forces at play in the young man that are causing him to project differently than he really is. The real young man is in there. In fact, the real young man is in there to the point that he runs to Jesus. He falls down and worships Jesus, and then whatever's in there takes over. It's what's in there that cries with a loud voice, as if the young man had been talking, but now this thing inside of him takes over. And it's this thing that screams out, this thing that yells, and in doing so, asks Jesus To leave him alone. There's also recognition: Jesus, Son of the Most High God. Well, that's a pretty heady title. That's that's some pretty good theology. He is Jesus, but he's not just this carpenter from Nazareth. He's the Son of God. And once again, I think we said this way back in Mark one when the unclean spirit in in the man in, in the synagogue in Capernaum said, leave us alone, Jesus of Nazareth, you're the Holy One of God. Way back then, the spirit realm recognized Jesus before the natural realm did. Nothing's changed. The spirit realm's always a step ahead of the natural realm. So Whatever's going on inside of this young man recognizes Jesus. And so we know that this is a, a, a spirit of evil, a, a dark spirit, a demonic spirit, um, a demonized spirit that is crying out against Jesus. And so there's, I don't want to use the phrase split personality because it makes it sound like some sort of psychological disorder or neurological disorder. And I don't think that's what we're dealing with. I think the the story tries to make it clear that this is, this is spiritual. There's a battle for this young man's soul that is happening and he can't seem to win And he's not going to be able to win on his own. And no one else is able to help him. Those that have tried have failed. Now they've all given up. And the more alone he gets, the louder the voice gets. He sees Jesus and there's just enough of him that runs to Jesus. Because if you can take one step toward Jesus, that's all it takes. He makes it all the way to Jesus. And then that spirit that's in him takes over. And so the the worst part of him stands up in this moment in front of Jesus. And Jesus confronts that worst part and takes authority over it. Come out of the man, unclean spirit. So the first thing Jesus does is command that part of the young man that is not that young man to get out. Jesus is going to work on the parts of us that are not our true selves. The cross is not burning up our personhood. The cross is burning up what is not real, what is not love, what is not our true identity. Jesus goes to work on that. Come out. And he's going to address the young man with what is your name. And this is going to be some work we can do on identity. Let's do that tomorrow. God bless.